hello everybody welcome back to catch up fridays say what catch up fridays welcome i am so glad you're here for episode 10 amazing i am so excited guys i remember when we started at you know episode one talking about how to you know manage your time and all that good stuff at the beginning of the year 2021 this has been an amazing year and i hope it's been for you today we're having a lovely conversation i always say these conversations are lovely just because i enjoy this i enjoy being your host honestly i enjoy being your host and um if you haven't figured out i am your host Uribi edwin tamnobo so um today i catch up fridays we're gonna have a conversation about what christians hope for we've talked about many things on this podcast we've spoken about god who is god walking in the spirit law versus grace we've talked about um what it means to um to love you know love like god and uh, so many things and if you haven't figured out yet this is a christian podcast but beyond that it's not just about um you know the term christianity but it's it's about humanity as a whole we need you know we need god just in everything we do and um yeah so the topic what christians hope for is a particular one because it helps shed light on um why christians are christians so this is definitely a reminder to people who are christians and it's also um an expose for people who are not to you know begin to understand um you know the thought process and the perspectives of um you know um, a follower of christ has okay so um as usual i never have conversations alone i love to hear other people's uh, perspectives and have a conversation <laughs> so i have with me um kenetiko okafo he was um one of the speakers on god's kind of love so um kenny can i get you to you know holler at the people you know introduce yourself once again let them know a little bit more about you hi uh, my name is kenny i (laughs) 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 um my name is kenny i live in scotland at the moment Mm -hmm. i have a passion for health here and as well as engineering which i do something on the side mm-hmm. into my life to study the bible i like to learn i like to also be impactful wherever fantastic. i can fantastic thank you so much so yeah that is kenny so ken i've given this very long intro <laughs> on the on the topic at hand just because i want to be able to give people some kind of context as to like how the conversation will be going so what christians hope for uh-huh. off the 
not thinking too much what do you think that is and why why do we hope well we hope because we want an assurance of something we hope because i think we go through life we don't know what's happening around yeah. the corner we just want some sort of assurance that we can grasp onto mm. where there is a need there is some sort of interest for a hope to satisfy the need. Mm. So we hope because there's a need. Exactly. A need for what? Oh, that's that's um that's 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 where the Christian faith comes in. I. So, in healthcare, there's this thing where we're like, "What do you need? What matters to you? You know." And so, what you need, okay, is it food, is it shelter, is it rest? Mm-hmm. And so, with Jesus Christ, it's a matter of what is it that he's mentioning? What is it about Jesus Christ and what is the need that he fulfills mm-hmm. in our life? What is a hope? And so, that leads to other questions then. <laughs> like what i guess okay so <laughs> what is the need i guess could that be a question among the questions yeah yeah, yeah. okay so so i was thinking back to what the bible says so the bible says that man we commit wrong we do sin and then mm-hmm. so god promised abraham that he's going to change a lot of things Okay. And that through Abraham there will be um a descendant, a generation that would bless the whole earth. Mm, okay. Now when the now when Jesus Christ came in and he taught, those who learned from Jesus Christ, those who were sent by Jesus Christ, were proclaiming the gospel, the good news. In which yeah. one of them mentioned in his letter that Christ, Jesus Christ, he's died, he's was buried, he's risen, and he lives in us. And Christ in us is the hope of glory. Mm, okay. Yeah, so question is, what did Jesus Christ teach? What was his message? And what is this glory that he's talking about? Yeah. As and I suppose you can begin to start by looking at that start that chapter over there okay Personally, what, what scripture is that just so everyone can follow as well a good scripture will be to start from luke chapter 4 okay and particularly let's start by how jesus began his ministry so the bible luke 4 mentioned that jesus christ he was baptized in the river jordan then he was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to fast. And after that, he returned and started his, his his ministry in Galilee. And he was an adult around this time. Yeah. And the start of his ministry was he began to preach in the synagogues, in the Jewish synagogues. And during that time, he was glorified by all when he was preaching. And that was his usual pattern. And one time he went to a synagogue in Galilee, in Nazareth. Mm-hmm. And he picked up 
the scripture and he read from a part or from Isaiah. So Luke 4 verse 17 showed that if you use our modern day numbering system of the Bible, you'll find out that Jesus Christ, he read through Isaiah chapter 61 and he read verse 1 and halfway through verse 2. And this is what he said, okay? So Luke 4 verse 17, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set liberty to those who are oppressed, who are bruised. And Luke 4 verse 19 mentions, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And after he had read this, he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. And Luke 4 verse 21 says, He began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. My version says, um, the scripture you've heard has been fulfilled this very day. So it's quite nice for emphasis as well. Yeah. Now, before I carry on, the fact that he only mentioned about Isaiah 6 verse 1 and halfway through verse 2, one can mm-hmm. then think about what happened to the rest of Isaiah 61. And I just concluded that, well, Jesus Christ didn't continue reading the rest of Isaiah because that contains information that is yet to come. So, yeah. for example, verse 2 mentions, the half, halfway through verse 2, Jesus Christ didn't mention, and the day of our God's vengeance to comfort all who mourn. So, I think that is something that is yet to come. Yeah. So, if we focus on Luke 4, verse 18 to 19 it mentions six things and i believe these six things are it ties in the hope in which christians are hoping in so the first one is he came to preach the gospel to the poor second one is to heal the brokenhearted the third one is to proclaim deliverance to the captive the fourth is to recover the sight of the blind the fifth is the liberty to set at liberty those who are oppressed and the sixth one is to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord that's very interesting actually because like and as you say and uh, these are the things christian hopes christians hope for you know and we know that the bible says that um faith that's in hebrews right that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen i don't know if this is absolutely related but you know you can tell that um hope becomes a substance hope is hope is something that you can i, I don't know how to explain it hope is something by the way hope has mm-hmm. got to be something and so what you've read just now just gives me an idea of what that something is especially in our lives and if we're hoping for this as christians then for those who aren't it's a longing you know just thought to put that in there as well i think 
um, every human being longs for this, you know, especially when you mentioned the whole um, from captivity and being oppressed, set from freedom. In, in, in many ways, I think we all exhibit this um, need to want to be free, this need to want to be, you know, um, not oppressed and, you know, just in life generally so i think it really it really tallies and it really shows that there's really a need for this sort of thing that you're now saying um from nuke so yeah yeah to be fair i'd like to actually expand on these six terms just yeah i feel like because when you hear about jesus christ and you read the scriptures and you read what he mentioned over here it makes you wonder what exactly is he talking about what Mm -hmm. does it mean gospel to the poor and so by breaking each one of them of them down we can sort of unpack what the hope is okay Okay. so let us start with the first one gospel to the poor what is a gospel what does it mean to be poor does it mean well financially broke well, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ doesn't really mention that. <laughs> okay. Uh, the gospel is called the good news. Mm-hmm. And these good news is mentioned in several places in the Bible. Let's take, for instance, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, which Jesus Christ quoted from. Isaiah chapter 55 mentions about um, the soul being okay. thirsty. And then he says, come all who are thirsty, come to the water and without money, come and buy and eat. And what he's talking about is that the soul will delight in the riches of food. Now, in Christ, now in the Bible, it mentions that we are, we, we, we have a soul, we have a body, we have a spirit. But he's talking yeah. about the soul to come and eat. He talks about how it goes on to verse 3 and verse 5 how God will create a covenant, an everlasting covenant. Hmm. You know, and then it says that for the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel who has, of, of Israel has bestowed glory on you. And then it goes on from verse 6 to verse 7 how he's telling those who are wicked to forsake his way and those who are unrighteous to to forsake their own thoughts and that they should return to the Lord and he will show compassion and freely pardon them. Then it goes on to mention how um, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. But he will give us his words, you know, and he would richly bless us with joy and he would lead us in peace. So that's just sort of the, what the gospel is about. It's about deliverance. It's about repentance. It's about God enriching our souls. And then, when you men- and then when he mentions about the poor, I sort of remember a verse which he says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." Of heaven, yeah. And then some might ask, "What does it mean to be poor in spirit?" And you can contrast this to a scripture which is mentioned in Proverbs 16, 8. Sorry, Proverbs 16, verse 18, which speaks about pride. 
and it says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall so I suppose the poorness means someone who is just who has let go of their pride who has let go of their self-righteousness and who are just hungry and thirsty for something so, good okay so just to kind of like go back to what we are saying is the hope uh-huh. is the hope for christians how does this um how does this understanding um coming to explain that to explain what exactly yeah like to explain the you know luke luke uh-huh. chapter four where we read that um the spirit of god has come up uh, yeah so that's luke chapter 4 verse 18 the spirit of god has come upon me and he's anointed me to bring the good news to the poor yeah right so, so the hope so the hope of you know the hope that jesus came to bring is to bring the good news to the poor and so who is the poor those who i need right that's what you're saying yeah okay those who i need of um of of you know they're yeah they're yeah they're in need they're thirsty you know they're thirsty and they don't have any pride you know <laughs> Lord, the question comes to mind now it's like okay so what are we saying are we saying that um christians hope for you know god so what what do christians hope for Ex- essentially we hope because there's a need yeah. we need god we need god because we are hungry we need god because we are humble but why why are we hoping for this let's look at the second part of what he mentioned which sort of ties in with why we need it he says mm-hmm. he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives so those who are brokenhearted and those who are captives there's a need for them to be set free there's a need for their hearts to be mended and these thirsts this thirst that we need is a thirst that we need change there's a there is there is a wonderful psalm which is music which is mentioned in the bible and this psalm psalm number 107 those who are listening can also read up on this as well it speaks about how some sat in darkness and in the shadow of death prisoners in affliction and chains because they rebelled against the word of of God and despised the counsel of the Most High and he humbled their hearts with hard labor they stumbled and there was no one to help and they cried to the Lord in their trouble so this is the this is this leads to the first part their trouble People... and it's it's very reflective of you know the kind of world we live in today isn't it exactly there is trouble everywhere and, and and it's just you know people need a change 
we all need a change, you know. Um, there's so many things, you know, the idea of, you know, racial tensions to um, tribal, inter-tribal, inter-country war and, you know, mental illnesses here and there. It's just, there's just so many things happening today. And uh, I think when you mentioned the scripture in Psalm, it just it's just very reflective of basically our falling states human nature today and i think what we don't realize is the more we take god out of the equation the more we take god away from us the more we we um we fall away from god we no longer um, take the um take um the things of god um obedience to christ obedience to god and his way seriously there will be trouble there will be all types of trouble you know sorry yeah so as you were saying i just wanted to really bring that out because um that is so reflective of what we're living in today absolutely absolutely there's trouble and there's people who are broken hearted yeah um i mean you can you can eat you can sleep you can rest you can do all sort of things but a broken heart can lead to so many problems mm. you know and broken homes and broken oh homes God. that just came to my mind just now broken hearts broken homes broken homes that lead to broken hearts we need we are actually when we think about it and um, we all we need this we really need you know this um freedom from captivity and oppression that jesus essentially came to 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 bring you know and he wouldn't bring these things if there wasn't a need for it because at the at the at the very essence a life without christ is thirsty a life without a hope a life without you know the source in which we get our life from is thirsty you know yeah Hmm. But then again, someone might say, do we really need God for that? Okay. Okay. Do we really need God for that? So, what do you need to solve that issue? Well, the question, well, the question that, well, the question that I might ask them is, how were things before, before you were born? Hmm. Were there ever a time where we didn't have any suffering, any trouble? And how was it like? And then, so if there was ever a time like that, is that an opportunity for us to return or to go back to a place or a time where there, whereby there was no trouble? And so, which leads to the fourth thing that Jesus Christ mentioned. He said, and recovery of sight to the blind. So he was sent to recover sight to the blind. You can't mm. recover something that you never had. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! Oh, okay, now I get, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. You can't because the blind man has always been blind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, it, but what does that mean, Kenny? Well, it means that at one. <laughs> well, it means that at well, at, it means that at some point in time. 
there was perfect clarity. Mm. Wow. If yeah. there's recovery. So for example, let's say if someone comes to you and said, Oh, I'm here to um recover. I'm sorry, I'm here to give you a property that belongs to you and you and then you might say, hang on a second, do I have a property? Well, yeah, it's one of your forefathers, like your parents, your your you know, they died, they had uh, you know yeah so like but, your inheritance that you never knew about exactly yeah. <laughs> there is a recovery you know so you can say that that person is helping you recover something that belongs to you that you never knew hmm. oh my goodness that is so profound yeah. because if we could use that analogy today it means that this first that we're all having doesn't have to be like that because there is a time or there is a state which you know we have access to where we can we can thirst no longer exactly oh Oh, wow yes so like it's like you're born into a world where it's always thirst but then if we could on if we could grasp the concept of god being an internal spiritual and heavenly figure who in his you know in his um in he where he's from no one thirsts and no one thirsts for you know no one thirsts anymore and everything is perfect and there's no trouble and this is something that he offers to us then we can now begin to see how this is the hope that he's bringing you know to us does that make sense it does make sense it does make sense it's it it sort of brings to mind the question is who is god is there a god why are things like this the way they are meant and all that is all that can be answered based on truthfulness that is there has to be a truth to these answers the Mm. fact that people are asking these questions is already evident it's self-evident there's something in us that is longing for an answer Mm. in us that's longing for that answer and that is why there is a thirst the thirst is for truth the thirst is for something more to life than what we see beyond our objective no and then the more we talk about this um you know there's so many times in the scripture where it says that man knows we know we know that there is a god yeah. we know what we, we we might not know in our you know <laughs> it's very funny because um the human dynamics can be uh, interesting but knowledge based based on our brain and how we think we don't we might not think we know but then within our heart you know within our spirit our soul we're longing for something so it's like we know there's something because you can't long for something that doesn't exist does that make sense yeah yeah so we in our spirits we just you know we look at the earth and we're like there's something more but then because we are limited in our human understanding we don't know what that is and so it's like we mistake it for various things that we see in the world some people mistake it for okay you know what i probably need to just get that bread i need to get that money and i'll probably get that thing that's you know i want that freedom i want you know and 
it's fascinating um the things that we substitute for we substitute for god it's fascinating the things we substitute for the hope that god offers only for us to find out 50 years down the line maybe close to either a deathbed or just um i don't even have to go that far or people Mm -hmm. never even find out at the end of the day that um all these things unfortunately um the things we substitute don't satisfy oh my gosh there was there's this like i said um we the vision society has been running this alpha course and um there was um, in one of the videos yeah um one of the guy um said i think it's a famous like i don't know it's a celebrity or something like that that said that um i think it was a very striking quote something about how you know the person who quoted this i'm coming said he wishes that everyone could have everything they want like you know all the money all the things that they feel is going to fulfill their lives he hopes that everyone gets that so that they can find out perhaps sooner than later that it's it it doesn't it doesn't help it doesn't fulfill you it never satisfies anything the video and the that video struck me mm. the video mentioned that it was jim carrey i yeah jim carrey you know he just and that stuck with me because all the things we say we want you know to have that fulfillment to get that freedom and things like that and yet we still see celebrities um you know people whom maybe we look up to um especially in the popular world in popular culture that we live today it's mostly celebrities we still see them with all the money with all the fame with all the things you think they have and you want they're not satisfied they're still not very happy um they still go for like the um counseling um you know rehab you know just you know different things and it's like they seem to have it all but they don't and so it kind of really emphasizes the fact that you look at people you think they have everything but they don't have it so there's probably something a bit more that they need and so this hope that god is offering is the one thing not many people have tried and who knows based on scripture it might just be the one solution mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i tend to ramble but yeah um this this is very striking and i resonate with this because um it's something i hope for too it's something i hope for too honestly and what is striking about what Jesus Christ mentioned in regards to this hope of, you know, recovering and being enlightened by the truth. He mm-hmm. told his apostles and the apostles then went on to teach other people. Now, for those who are wondering what the meaning of apostle is, an apostle is pretty much, a, it's a Greek term. Or um, an ambassador. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, an so, ambassador. 
a spokesperson. Yeah, a spokesperson. And then so in their teaching, one thing that they mentioned is this. This is just a glimpse of the truth in which they learned from Jesus Christ. So, and, and one of these ambassadors called Paul wrote a letter to the church in Hebrew, like to, to the Hebrew churches. And this letter is in the book, it's in the Bible. And so if you look in the Bible, Hebrews 11, verse 3, he says, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen is, was not made out of what is visible. So pretty much saying that everything that we see was made by the invisible. Okay? Okay. And then he now, and then in another letter, which he wrote to the churches in Corinthians, he mentioned in verse in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. And then it goes on to verse 4, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So by this, what he's saying is that, you know, the gospel, is a, you know, which is the glory of Christ, who is also the image of God, shines on those who believe the gospel. So the glory of man comes from the glory of Christ, you know. He shines mm. this, this glory on us. Mm. And that really tallies with the scripture, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Mm. But then he mentions this, but then he mentions that, he mentions in this passage, he says that the gospel is veiled to those who are perishing, whose mind the God of this age has blinded. Mm. This God of this age, it's kind, of, it's kind of sounds like someone is oppressing people. Then hmm. leads to the fifth thing about what Jesus Christ says in Luke 4, verse 18. Okay. He says... He says he, he was sent to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Hmm. And so we know, and so we know that from what Jesus Christ teaches us is that people, man is oppressed by an entity in which his apostle Paul mentioned it to the to the Corinthians that this entity can be called the God of this age. And remember when we spoke about Oribi, when we spoke about how um, he he's come to um, recover the sight of the blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that he recovers is the truthful knowledge of how things were at the start when God created everything. So God, so God. Sorry, go on. I was just like, yeah, like the way he created things in the beginning. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So he created man, you know, man sinned. Man originally originally sinned because man was deceived. And man went along with the deception by an entity. This person in which Jesus Christ mentions as the enemy is called Satan, the devil. And he has a limited 
range and a limited time in which he has a limited influence on the world in which we live and he has an influence but this influence in which the apostle paul mentions the god of this age but mm. what jesus christ promises is that those who are who are with him those who he rests in them he sets them who are oppressed to be free so therefore the devil has no control over them rather they have victory in Christ Jesus and this victory is summarized in the gospel because part of the gospel the way the gospel um, was fulfilled the way the covenant came in is that Jesus Christ God sent Jesus Christ you know because God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to die and that those who believe in him may have eternal life mm-hmm. that death when Jesus Christ came he was killed he died he was buried but that was all part of God's plan because yeah. Jesus Christ rose again from the death and in doing so he set free those who were captive who were held captive and in resurrecting it means that those who then believe in Jesus Christ and accept the gospel that they can turn back to God through Jesus Christ as okay. they have the power to overcome the devil as well as sin because another part of the problem which is part of the need which causes the trouble is that man mm-hmm. does wrong man yeah man we sin and this causes a lot of trouble that's why yeah. it gives us the power to overcome sin yeah that makes sense that makes sense and you know it's quite nice how all the scriptures we've basically quoted tally and support each other in in bringing out this very key message mm-hmm. so the reason why christians hope the reason why we hope is because uh, we recognize that we are in need we recognize that we are thirsty we recognize that there is something there's there's sight that needs to be seen there's a sight that we need to behold um because we are blinded by the god of this world we are blinded we are held back by the god of this world in form of lies deception oppression different things that make us um 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 subject to that um sort of like restriction and oppression and which kind of further emphasizes how thirsty we are because you know we're in search of something always constantly and and it kind of also and it's quite nice because then it also takes us back to the beginning how god originally meant for us to be how god originally wanted the world to be and it points to the same thing you know god it points to god and how god um you know designed the world and we human beings to be and so now that the world is not in that state in which he designed it it would always be missing something it would always be missing something and sin is an actual is a big um is a big factor to this because what i mean what's a sin what is sin anything that is not doing things that is not in the nature of god 
anything that is not in the nature of God, anything that is against his word. His word, which is his principle, his word, which is kind of his uh, legislation. <laughs> if I would put it that way, because if he's a king and he's a kingdom and, you know, he's of a kingdom, then, you know, he must, whatever he says is law. So basically the Bible is legislation, heavenly legislation. And, you know, um, I find this interesting because um, this is not just a Christian hope. This is a hope every human being has. Whether we recognize it or we don't. We're always, we're searching for something. We're in need. Well, there's always a need for something. Um, And I guess maybe it's, the topic is coined this way. Because it's helping bring to light why Christians hold on to our belief. Because we understand the state of humanity. There is a, like the Bible helps us really understand um, where we are as human beings. And why we need God. So I guess Christianity Christianity is not just that thing where, okay, you follow a couple, a bunch of rules and different things. There's an understanding of why we're doing this thing. And it's not coming from a place of we know it all, but it's actually coming from a place of we don't have it all. This is why we need God. Yeah. Does that make sense, Kenny? Yeah. This is a really nice conversation and you know i hope listeners have you know taken down some notes taking note of like the scriptures and you know just look it up for yourself and perhaps even think a bit more about this hope this is why christ came and a lot of times we read this scripture and it always always emphasizing how he came to give this hope to people who don't have it right so it's not actually a hope that is for (laughs) it's not a hope for those who are saved it's a hope for those who need saving it's a hope for all of us every single one of us whatever belief system you have whatever wherever you belong this is a hope for humanity and um absolutely yeah yeah and i i i don't know if do you have anything more to say because i feel like you know we should just end this here and so that people can just know that this is the main point this is a hope for all humanity that christ came to can you give us those five points again just emphasize okay. those five points because i think it's so important from luke 4 so this is why christ came this is the hope for humanity to preach the gospel to the poor you go to heal the brokenhearted One. to proclaim liberty deliverance Two. to the captives recovery of sight Four. to the blind Liberty to Last those who are oppressed and to proclaim 
and to proclaim the acceptable year, year of the Lord. And remember, Amen. he quoted from Isaiah 61. So Isaiah chapter 61. And he only quoted two verses, rather I should say one and a half verse of Isaiah 61. And in just quoting only this, he's done so much. In Isaiah 61, there are 11 verses in total. And so there's a lot more that is involved in the good news of salvation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you so much, Ken. I think um, just driving that point today is important. And, you know, mm-hmm. even like just reflecting on all the podcasts we've done, we've spoken about a lot of things and it's really pointing to God because we hope that everyone listening can find Christ, find God and um, experience these things that Christ came to achieve and do for us all, all humanity. Yeah. So anyway, um, that is it for for the podcast today. Uh, And thank you. I was just going to say thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I I really appreciate, um, you know, the nuggets of you know the word you shared with us today honestly and um for anyone listening if you've got any questions if you've got any like feedback um feel free to you know message us on our instagram that's vision underscore society underscore rgu that's v-i-z-i-o-n thank you guys so much for listening to catch up fridays and I hope you've learned so much. I've been I've been really impacted by this conversation and I hope you have been too. So till next time. See you guys. Bye. Hey, don't run away yet. I've got an announcement to make. The Alpha course launched this week. Woohoo! Exciting! It was amazing. As I said before, the Alpha Course is an amazing time where everyone comes together to talk about life, God, and life's tough, big questions. It was amazing. The video, the questions, thought-provoking. Everything was top quality, superb, and absolutely would recommend this to anyone who is interested in the subject matter of life okay it is for every single person you don't have to be a christian you don't have to be a churchgoer to be able to attend the alpha course it is well designed for all people in this category and everyone is totally invited if you want to still be part of the alpha course and you aren't message us on our instagram at vision underscore society underscore rgu that is vision v-i-z-i-o-n you can also formally send us an email at vision society at rguunion.co.uk it is very simple and we hope to see you there see you next week peace